Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Hey, it's a Friday. <laughs> I was originally supposed to be flying out to California early this morning. A reprieve of so I'm just mentally and physically exhausted here. I think. Thank you, Matthew Hill, CEO of Southwest Radio Church, canceling out the rev. Uh, going to get some things done. Our next big meeting going to be here in Fort Wayne. Come join us April 15th and 16th at The Cross in Fort Wayne. Clarity to the chaos. That's what they're calling these conferences. What a perfect, perfect name or theme for all the speakers. Clarity to the chaos. Anyway, pray for us. Taking a break. I can't wait for Sunday. Been out of my pulpit for a few weeks. Managed to slip by the church for a Wednesday night Bible study. <laughs> I actually got applause. <laughs> it was great. It's so good to be loved, my friend. After 35 years here, I'm starting to get somewhere, I think. I trust you're going to be there Sunday, meaning your church. Or pray you're in a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church, fellowshipping. You desperately need that. We all do. We need one another. I guess that's what I'm saying. I thank you for being a part of Hello World and Greg Patton Ministries, Monday through Friday, right here on this local Christian radio station. Just a couple of thoughts come to mind. Thank you so much, and I think I love you. What in the world is going on? It's just hard to believe. All the gun violence that this preacher is certainly familiar with, up close and personal. Just a beautiful looking girl here in this picture. She was pregnant and the seven month old unborn child was caught in the crossfire of a drug deal gone wrong Monday in Chicago. Everything going wrong in Chicago as far as violence and crimes concerned. Here's the child's 21 year old mother. That's what I'm looking at. She allegedly attempted to rob those on the other end of the transaction and she got nothing. A source who spoke on the condition of anonymity told the Chicago Sun-Times that Genesis Escobar got into a car around 1 o'clock in the attention of completing a drug deal near her neighborhood home. Isn't this something? Her boyfriend, who had been positioned outside the car, allegedly tried to rob the drug dealers while the pregnant mom was still inside the car. It's unclear whether Escobar herself was armed with a gun. Boy, life that's so... Precious to Almighty God, during the botched robbery, the 21-year-old woman and her baby riddled with bullets, as confirmed by the Cook County Medical Examiner. Her body dumped out of the car after reportedly showering her body with hundreds of dollars in cash. The killers just fled the scene. My, oh my, what in the world is going on? Well, this is old news, but we got to keep it hot so you'll know about the liars. Dr. Anthony Fakechi, former National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease Director, responded to comments from one of my favorite, Jim Jordan over here in Ohio, Representative Jordan, and ex-Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Director Dr. Robert Redfield, from a Wednesday hearing on the pandemic origins, saying claims of a bribe of scientists and a freeze-out of this doctor are preposterous, said Dr. Fakechi. 
Dr. Redfield testified he did not know he was excluded from the February 1, 2020 conference, calling for other health care bureaucrats until a Freedom of Information application revealed this sometime later. I was quite upset as the CDC director that I was excluded, excluded from those important discussions. Why would they do this to me? Because I had a different point of view, and I was told they made a decision that they would keep this confidential until they came up with a single narrative, one big lie that you, Mr. and Mrs. America, might buy. And then month after month after month, they perpetrated that, uh, where is my gun? Well, here's a name we're all familiar with. I remember talking about Tucker Carlson many, many months ago that if he were to run for president, he would be the front runner immediately. A lot of people like Tucker. Well, he joined another well-known name, Glenn Beck, yesterday on his radio show to discuss the uncut and narrative destabilizing footage of the January 6th protest, which Fox News has been playing on his show. Many have noted that the footage that House Speaker Kevin McCarthy granted Carlson access to appears to contradict key claims made by members of the January 6th committee, demons, and dutifully circulated by the liberal media, demons. Uh, those are my thoughts. of Carlson noted that extra to distortions such as the deceptive edits used to smear uh, Senator Hawley as a coward or the addition of screaming sounds added to the video. And that's something added to these videos originally recorded without any audio at all. Yeah, they did all that. The demons. The January 6th committee advanced lies wholly severed from reality and what actually happened at the Capitol in order to shape a politically expedient narrative. Of course, it's the left-leaning loonies. It's politics in America. It's the new America flood of evil. Who is running this show? You know who's running this show. And this is interesting. Uh, listen closely here. Uh, Beck says, you called the January 6th committee members liars, said the talk show host, referencing both Carlson's commentary Monday and the committee's member promotion of the claim that Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick had been killed as a result of injuries sustained that day. Do you make the case that they're all liars? They didn't just, you know, fib a little bit and eat around the corners? That they're all full-fledged liars? Asked Glenn Beck, oh boy. Carlson replied, well, that was a stunning part to me. I've been in Washington my whole life. My dad worked for the government, so uh, I kind of have a root-level trust in the United States government. My default setting is they're not just lying about anything. I can tell you I, I never believed that. So I was shocked to learn that they were lying now intentionally. We have a very specific way of knowing that. The January 6th committee researchers looked at the video, they bookmarked it, they left an electronic mark on the video they watched, so we know what they watched, and then we watched it. So much lying in all of this. Well, you, you knew that already. He's at it again. The mail-in president, Joe Biden, slammed MAGA Republicans during a speech at the Finishing Trades Institute in Pennsylvania and personalities across social media skewered him for his comments, Biden gave a speech at a union training center in Philadelphia where he contrasted his campaign agenda against Republican priorities. I just laid out the bulk of my budget. 
Biden told the audit, Republicans in Congress should do the same. Then we can sit down and see where we disagree. Well, during that speech, he called out his opposition and appeared to slam the Trump-supporting base of the Republican Party. That's a big, big group, by the way. MAGA Republicans are calling for defunding the police department. Oh, he has. He's lost his mind now. A variety of those on radio and television took to Twitter and other places condemning the president's rhetoric as either uninformed or dishonest. And my opinion is, as usual, both. What a bozo. Former House candidate and author Josh Barnett commented all he does is lie, lie, lie. No mega Republican ever, ever said to defund police. But we did say defund the crooked FBI till they stop attacking Americans for their, well, the political positions they hold. It's political retaliation, of course. At this point, there's only two options, said the Washington Examiner. Number one, he honestly believes these things, and therefore he doesn't have a grasp on reality. Oh, that's been that way for years. Or, and maybe, number two, he knows he's lying through his teeth and doesn't give a... Well, we can't say that on the right. Neither of these are good, you all. Take note, said the Washington Examiner. Well, amen to that. Yeah, get a life, Joe. So are they making a lot of noise or what? Former President Donald Trump's been invited to testify. Testify before a New York grand jury that has been investigating hush money payments made on his behalf during the 2016 presidential campaign. Trump attorney Joseph Tapina confirmed Thursday that the Manhattan District Office has invited the former president to testify next week as prosecutors near a decision on whether to proceed with what could be the first criminal case ever brought against the President of the United States. His lawyers say, it's much ado about nothing. Saying that the prosecutors, they've really committed one way or another. They have no idea what to do and whether to charge Trump or not. The attorney said there was no legal basis for this case. We'll see. So back to politics, a political committee that seeks to draft, well, Governor DeSantis of Florida into the race launched Thursday and is likely to serve as an approved outside spending vehicle for what they believe is his upcoming campaign. Three people familiar with the planning gave all that information yesterday. DeSantis will visit the early nominating states of Iowa on Friday, uh, Nevada on Saturday, as he tours the country promoting his memoir. These public and private movements underline how far along DeSantis and his allies are in preparation for 2024, whether he's going to run for president, he will. And even as the Florida governor has not said publicly that he will enter the race, you know he's going to do it. What else is happening? Oh, the proposed budget brings in at about $7 trillion. Few key items, health care. The proposal would cap the price of insulin at $35 a month and empower Medicare to negotiate more drug prices. It would also make tax credits for health insurance premiums permanent. The child tax credit would increase from $2,000 to $3,600 a kid, and families could receive it even if they don't owe taxes. And going to the moon, NASA's moonbound Artemis program would get a budgetary boost of $500 million. Who's paying for it? Biden hopes to raise $4.7 trillion over 10 years by hiking taxes on the kind of folks whose couches aren't against a wall. 
I don't know. I think about this one oftentimes when I'm in a fast food restaurant. Three people have been arrested in Japan in connection with the sushi uh, terrorism, a viral prank where perpetrators spit on food at conveyor-built sushi restaurants. <laughs> and it's happening this time of the year. I start getting basketball crazy. <laughs> Had this problem since I was a little kid. No different now that I'm an old man. Uh, March Madness, that's what it's called. Finally, living in today's world, some good thoughts. We need them this Friday, don't we? Here it is, my friend. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you hang my first painting on the refrigerator, and I immediately wanted to paint another one for you. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you feed that stray mangy dog, and I learned it was really good to be kind to animals. I saw you make my favorite cake, and I learned that the little things can be very special things in all of our lives. I heard you say a prayer, and I knew then and there that there is a God I could always talk to, and I learned to trust him. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you make a meal and take it to a friend who was sick, and I learned that we all have to help take care of each other in this world. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you take care of our home and, and everyone in it, and I learned we have to take care of what we are given by God. I saw you handle your responsibilities so well, even when you didn't feel good, and I learned that I'd have to be responsible just like that when I grow up. I saw the tears come from your eyes many times, and I learned that sometimes things do hurt, and it is all right to cry. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you cared, and I wanted to be everything that I could be in life. I learned most of life lessons that I need to know to be good and productive person when I grow up watching you. When you thought I wasn't looking, I looked at you and wanted to say, thanks for all the things I saw you do when you thought I wasn't looking. Sending this to all the people who do so much for others today on Hello World, but you think that no one ever sees. Little eyes see so much. So that each mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, aunts, uncles, teachers, friends, realize you influence the life of a child. Some closing thoughts for all of us. Finally, this is for all of you that, that, that have it. What? Common sense. It's, it's not a gift. It's, it's a punishment because you have to deal every day with people who don't have it. And you learn nothing from life, nothing, if you think you're right all the time. And this is good. Young lady wearing an orange t-shirt here with the words, I survived college without becoming a communist. Oh, that's good. Oh, childhood dreams. I want to be a radio star. I want to be a radio star when I grow up. Where is my Bible? And Life 101, next. Hello, world. Christian news, information, and comment from a very conservative position every day at this time. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. We've been doing this for decades, my friend, and we're excited to be able to share the good news of Jesus Christ spread throughout this half hour together. Greg Patton Ministries, the Cross Church that we've pastored for 30 years in Fort Wayne, Indiana, brings you this program with a big thank you to stations that carry it. Oh, it's very special. Thank you for praying. Thank you for giving. Some of you support this ministry. 
with your dollar bills, and we're very grateful for that. Thank you for liking us on Facebook and being a friend. And a big thank you to those churches that continually have our ministry in their church. Every one of them have very positive things to say. Get in touch. Hello, World Radio at gmail.com or just go to our website, gregpatton.com. And as always, a big thank you. Well, I remember when I was young, had all kinds of dreams as young as 12 years of age. I wanted to be a, a radio disc jockey. I remember, and some of you are old enough to know what a crystal set is, and listening to the big station here in Fort Wayne, Indiana, WoWo, it's called. Everybody's heard of WOWO in Fort Wayne, Indiana, 50,000 watts of power that went all over the place. So I was going to be this oh radio personality and be famous, and then I was going to go on to, uh, well, a bigger city outside of Fort Wayne, then on to New York, maybe acting. And then later, of course, I wanted to be the next David Letterman. When I was a DJ in Indianapolis, he was doing the weather there on the CBS affiliate. So I yeah, had those big dreams. How about you when you were a, a kid? And that thing just continued because things went very, very well. I had an opportunity to do Frocky Park Summer Theater, and maybe the next step was on to New York then. Loved acting, and, uh, well, that's all history. I had a lot of plans right up until I met Jesus Christ in 1973. Oh, everything changed then. What's the purpose of it all? What do you see as the purpose of your life, my friend? Many people would say their purpose is to enjoy living and perhaps to be good to other people. Others might feel they have some mission to fulfill. Some people have such difficult circumstances that they see survival as the main goal, just making it day to day. Tragically, far too many people live without any real purpose in life, and what they accomplish has no lasting value whatsoever. Isn't that sad? Ask the same question of a believer who understands what the Christian life is all about, and the answer will be this. I'm living to fulfill God's plan for my life. Think about how God has invested in you. He has bestowed each one of us, his children, with specialized abilities and talents so that he can work in and through us to affect others and to deepen our relationship with him. Isn't that great? He has a plan for every believer. When we discover what that is, we no longer waste time or effort or finances. We begin to live a life with a very clear and specific purpose. You got it? The Lord wants us to make a powerful impact on people around us. In the fifth chapter of the book of Matthew, he gives us the mandate. We are to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Verses 13 and 14 there. What are the properties of salt? Not only does it flavor, preserve, and penetrate, but it affects everything it touches. The one thing that can ruin its flavor is the presence of impurities. In a similar way, our saltiness, namely our impact, our influence in this old world, is diminished when we sin, which can cause our life to become tasteless and powerless and, of course, ineffective. And the Word of God also tells us to be light. Referring to himself, Jesus said, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world, John 9, 5. But now that he has gone to sit at the Father's right hand, his Spirit lives in you and me as we reflect his light to those in darkness around us. In other words, we're kind of like the moon, which has no light on its own, but it reflects the sun. 
by our conversation, our conduct, our character, we are the reflection of Jesus Christ dwelling in us. What are the properties of light? That's a good question. It dries out darkness, points the way, warns of incoming dangers, and reveals what is there. Just as sin lessens our flavor, it also reduces our light. It's like soot on a lantern globe. The more there is, the less light you can see. Sin does not suit believers because it diminishes our effectiveness and our influence. Notice Jesus did not say, you know, I suggest, <laughs> I suggest you be the salt and the light. He said, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. In other words, you're to make an impact on people's lives, to be changed for good because Jesus Christ is living his life in and through you. Isn't that great? It's evident from the Word of God that Jesus did not intend for us to be salt and light in a sealed container, Matthew 5, 15 and 16. Rather, God designed us to have a circle of impact, similar to the effect of a pebble tossed into the water. You know, those little rings appear and ripple out farther and farther until the water is finally calm again. Now, depending upon the size of that stone, there can be more ripples extending to a much greater distance. Think about the kind of life Jesus had in mind for us to live. Should we content ourselves with being like grains of sand dropped into the water, causing almost no ripple at all? I don't think so. I think that we should prefer to be like a large stone or a brick that causes significant waves of good in somebody's life. Isn't that, That's just a great way to describe it. How far and wide can a person's circle of impact really reach? There are a lot of great biblical examples, as well as many modern-day ones. And I think tomorrow we'll talk more on those in the Scripture that had such a circle of influence, really a circle of impact in the world today. You should be that in your neighborhood, in your community. You are the salt of the earth, light of the world. Jesus is in heaven. He sent you. You have a job to do today, my friend. Christians who live to fulfill God's purpose are not making tiny ripples. They should be making a meaningful impact on the people around them today. Remember that God wants us to be the salt and the light. Salt, anything it touches, changes. Light, wherever you shine it, the darkness flees. That's great. Be as salty as possible, my friend, as bright as you can be, so that the circle of your impact will carry the force of God's power. And finally, thought about this one as I went through Kroger yesterday with my groceries. So grateful they've put up the plexiglass there, protecting me from the cashier, who just touched every single item that I'm taking home with me. This period in history will be known as the Dumb Age. <laughs> and then I'm looking at a bunch of, well, pictures of old playground equipment that was really new and fun for me when I was a kid. Oh, my goodness. And it says it's not that our parents really tried to kill us. They just didn't always try to put a lot of effort into preventing it. <laughs> Thanks, Mom and Dad. Oh, my goodness. Another edition of Hello World. Hey, you got big plans for this weekend, I continue to encourage everyone, make sure those plans include church. You need it. The Bible says so in Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. We need to come together, and that fellowship is like none other in all the world. Increase your knowledge of God and His Word.
get to church this weekend. I want to thank you so much for listening to the program each day at this time, and thank you for telling all the other folks about the program so they're listening too. Got a great audience out here. Thank you so much for being a part of Hello World. Join us on Facebook, Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. I love having you on board as a friend. Join me on Facebook. I'm going to miss you for the next couple of days. Trust you're going to be in church this weekend. Oh, the family that goes to church. You know how that works out. That's it. Had my say for a Friday. That's the way it is. March the 10th, 2023. I am Greg Patton. God bless. Hey, have a great weekend.